everybody. Welcome to the Ordinary Guide podcast, where we talk about discipleship and what it means to follow Jesus. Today, we are back for episode four of season two. What's up, you guys? Hey. Yep. Hey. Excited to be I'm here. I'm with Hunter. I'm with Ruben. We are outside today. We are super excited to be in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful out. It's yeah. it's amazing that we made it through the rain. You know, we've, we've joked that we live in Southern California. You know, we need the rebate. Need the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> yeah. The sun and the rebate. Did you see, I read on the news, we got 22 inches of rain. And on an average wow. year, Seattle gets 11. <gasps> Wait, are you serious? No, that, that's what I read. And I could be wow. wrong and someone's yeah. going to email me. Remember, hunter at solidrock.us. <laughs> but the point is, that's what I read online. It must yeah. be true. That's it, Regardless, it's been too much rain. Too, too much. much rain. Yeah. But well, we made it. And it's sunny today. We're headed into April. It's beautiful. Yeah, we're excited. So, you know, glad to be out here. Y'all might hear the occasional airplane in the background or two, but, you know, we're excited to be here today and be discussing celebrate and mourn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Celebrate and mourn. Yeah. Ruben, what are you celebrating right now? Ooh, what am I celebrating? Oh, I, I just had a parent teacher conference and Hattie's uh, holding her pen really well. Yeah. And she is writing her name exceptionally. So That's I'm crazy. celebrating that today. That's Go so Hattie. Cute. I'm also celebrating that we're recording this on a Friday and my work week is over. Yeah. Thanks yeah. be to God. Mm-hmm. Glory. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Gabby, what are you celebrating today? Oh my goodness. What am I celebrating? I've been celebrating that I found some new recipes that I really like. So I've been baking a ton. I've been baking a ton of muffins. I bought a mini muffin tray that's oh, been wow. really fun. Yeah, the other cool. day I made these like cocoa, peanut butter. There might have been a zucchini in there. Muffins that were delicious. Wow. Yeah. That's super intense. fun. Very fun. That's so fun. Yeah. Hunter, what are you morning? Just kidding. What are you celebrating? <laughs> <laughs> I'm celebrating that we're all uh, recording with the cool wired headphones on that. The like old school ones. That's a trend. And it's fun to be part of a trend. Yeah. It's an old trend that we're bringing back. Oh, Oh, it is? Yeah. See, my style, you see, I'm, no, you guys, I'm the trend center among us. <laughs> Did I'm you say center Crocs. or center? You say trend center or trend? Trend. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, trend. And I wear Crocs. Well, actually, I don't wear the Crocs anymore. So I'm celebrating. This is derailing. <laughs> you are right, the plane. Let's go back. We should have just asked down. you what your morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I don't. I'm still learning how to celebrate. This is a lower on my ordinary guide engagement. Is learning yes. how to celebrate. Oh my goodness! Uh, oh, everyone listening fun. is like, wait, that's a celebration. Well, we're so uh, excited for this episode. Yeah, let's jump in. Oh my gosh! Well, we wanted to talk about this episode. You know, to transition with what you're saying, Hunter. It can't be hard to celebrate, and it can't be hard to mourn. Mm. And so. We didn't want to jump into this topic specifically because even just in our friendship and our community, it's something that we lean into with each other a lot. Even mm. just the way we ask that question right now, what are you celebrating? Might be kind of odd language, but truly it is what we'll ask each other. Oh, just yeah. like, what are you celebrating in life right now? And so let's just jump in right there. What's the risk, you guys, of celebrating? What feels risky about asking a question like that or asking your friend what they're celebrating? Yeah, that's... I think, I think there's two big risks in celebrating that, that come up for me personally. The first is a risk of being disappointed. So of like, it feels vulnerable to celebrate. It actually feels really vulnerable to try to have fun, to share something that I want or I'm excited about and take a risk to share. What if somebody kind of rejects that or thinks that that's dumb or is silly or doesn't want to do it with me or doesn't go well? I think there's a yeah. fear of like disappointment that comes up for, for me and I think for a lot of other people that I know too. And it can be safer to actually not celebrate and just kind of be guarded, mm. not not enter into a place of celebration. So I think that's that's one risk that happens. I think there's another risk too of, you know, this this kind of association that 
celebrating is is somehow like sinful or wrong. I think for a lot of people, especially who grew up maybe in in some legalism and moralism and a lot of the the connection with just celebrating in the world, we have an image or I think Christians can have an image of that being like just very associated with like sin and wrong and bad and almost then that that then discourages people from being able to actually enjoy life and almost like it's arrogant or prideful is that, is that kind of what you're saying mm. I, I'm thinking I was I was I, I see what you're saying I think more in terms of the content of the celebration so I think maybe like I'm growing up and like the Christian friends that I had in high school were like you can't go to the party you can't go and like have fun like we just want to oh um, that's interesting yeah there's people that believe that I think so. Wow. I think there's people who struggle to like enter into like celebratory spaces or like huh. practices because wow. it's not, I don't know, it's not like holy. It's not Christian enough. It's not good. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Do you, is something different experience for you, Ruben? Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I, I'd love partying. I love celebrating. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't grow up around people who were like, oh no, parties are bad or celebrating is bad. Mm. I, I, I'm, I mean, some of my favorite memories are just like mm. parties with my family and hanging out and dancing and putting on records and mm. family members who were, you know, drinking and smoking and kids who were running around and sleeping on couches because it was way wow. late. And just like, I just have those things ingrained in my memory. Yeah. And it was so fun. And yeah. I, I love that with self-control these days, but like, but I, I love the idea of just celebrating with other people in, in my house or in our home. And yeah, I, I, I understand it though. I, I see what you're saying where there is a perspective that says ce celebrating can be proud and arrogant. Mm. And especially if you do it for yourself. So you just sort of, you right. lie in wait hoping that someone else will celebrate you. Mm. I wow. could see where that is some people's experience and, and actually that's even been my experience on a, on a couple of occasions where it's like, ah, I, I feel like this was a big win, but I don't, I don't know if other people kind of see this and, but I'm going to celebrate me and that isn't proud arrogant, is it? And there is some recovery that has to happen there. Hmm. So in that sense, I, I totally see what you're saying. And there are wrong ways to celebrate. Yeah. Like I just recently learned the, 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 maybe the juxtaposition of celebrating like Herod where, it's just this gross party of indulgence and mm. murder. And mm -hmm. then, you know, in, in, wow. in, in the gospel versus yeah. celebrating like Jesus, which is just like this really fun party with friends and, 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 and worshiping the, the kingship of, of, of this man riding in on a donkey. Like th there is a really unique or, or even, or even think of the way that mm -hmm. think of his party with all these people he didn't even know yeah. and somehow feeding them on, on a mountain while he's, mm. while he's like celebrating with them too. Yeah. So there is, there is that. I see what you're saying though, Hunter. And, and I guess it's unique to me then that the gospel leads us to celebrating. So I'm curious for, for you, Gabby, where, how does the gospel get us to a place of celebrating where we can say, no, 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 this is okay. And this is good. Totally. I've totally been tracking with what you guys have saying. And I, I resonate with, you know, both. I appreciate you guys both sharing because it's like, likewise, I can lean into what you're saying, Ruben, where some of my favorite memories are like family parties. Mm -hmm. I love hosting a birthday party for myself, mm -hmm. but it is totally not like <laughs> you yes. guys, I'm awesome. It's like, let's have fun together. Yeah. It is such a relational lean in. But likewise, it can feel maybe risky if there's a smaller thing. It's not my birthday, but it's maybe a, a, any other just, you know, life celebration mm -hmm. where I can totally be like, I hope somebody sees, like I hope somebody notices yeah. because it can just, you think it is, number one, I don't want to be disappointed, like you said, or that prideful lens. So yeah. that's just, I'm, tra I'm tracking with what you both are saying. Yeah. But likewise, I think the gospel 
um, really guides you into that so you can remember it doesn't have to be the big birthday party. It yeah. can be that simple opportunity. And it's very communal and relational, which is a huge part of it that we're talking about right here. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think what I what I love about this is we actually are all celebrating, mm. uh, whether mm. we call it good or bad or sinful or not, or even aware of God in it or not. We're all people are doing it, and I love then that's, that that's good. Jesus enters into that. Yeah. Like God even sets a tone for that, even in the Old Testament. I mean, you look at we were just talking about the feasts and the the liturgy of God's people that he mm. called them to participate in regularly, which was feasting together, which was celebrating his rescue of them, which was meals with symbols in them and, and enjoying good food and good drinks and music and like good things together mm -hmm. uh, to celebrate, to celebrate right. the goodness of God, to celebrate his creation, to celebrate relationships, to celebrate the the gifts that he'd given them. <laughs> rescue. Like, yeah, the re yeah, yeah, like... It, it, it was there. And then Jesus himself, like entering into spaces of celebration, like mm. communal meals. He talks, he gives a parable about like, you know, the master, the father, like throwing a party and inviting people into it. Uh, he, you know, you, you see Jesus at the wedding, of course, like the famous one, you know, he's turning right. water into wine, which is again, just filled with symbolism. And, but it's also very human, you know, it is symbolism, but it's right. also like yeah. he was actually at a wedding, like celebrating totally. with people and entering into that space with the holiness of God with the power of God, with the, you know, goodness of God. But but he he married that into a very human space of celebrating. Heck yeah. right. I think what that does then is, as our definition of discipleship is, you know, ordinarily living like Jesus to become like Jesus. Mm. It actually then I think frees us up or even gives us a new lens and language to see these moments of celebration in our life mm -hmm. and to create them both, to, to see the ones that might happen culturally, but also to create mm. them as then opportunities to, you know, glorify God in that space, to build those yeah. relationships, to actually be a disciple missionary in places and moments of celebration. Yeah. Man, that's, to me, that's really good news. It doesn't mean that we have that's to so then cool. like check our Christianity or our faith or our discipleship at the door yeah. to go celebrate. Right. Like there's this permission, right, for you to ordinarily live, right, to lean into that celebration moment for someone else, to lean into it for yourself. Uh -huh. But I kind of hear us saying the gospel in the life of Jesus kind of invites us to that permission and awareness, yeah. right, that we're leaning into a celebration moment and to ourselves feel that, right, to totally. just let ourselves feel joy, which can totally. be risky. But to recognize that's one of the things we're created to feel. It's, joy is a good thing to experience. Yeah. Yeah. And something that we can lean into intentionally. Yeah. Celebrate, celebrate falls within the rhythm category mm. for us. Right. Gabby, are, is this a true statement? Like Christians should just naturally celebrate and be known for celebrating. Wow. I think we should. Yeah. 100%. And that's crazy, huh? So many of us aren't taught that. I don't think we're, I don't, no, I, yeah, we're I don't think known we're known for that. For that. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think right. we're known for that, man. It's well said, hon. Yeah. And we should be. We we really ought to be. You would certainly we, hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We really ought to be. And and it's it's interesting. I I, I don't know. The the image, I think, of like Christian celebration. I don't know why this comes to my mind. There's like an image of like Christian celebration that's like, kind of not real celebration. It's really it's, dingy. It's, it's dingy. There's yeah. really bad decoration. Yes. <laughs> horrible things that people put food in trays where they eat them. What are those called? Casseroles. Yes. Like that. <laughs> it's like that's the Christian definition <laughs> of celebrating. Of celebrating. Yeah. And it's, it's so funny. narrow uh -huh. and it's so, uh, uh -huh. it, it's just very limited in what that actually is in, in mm. the, the fullness right. of it. Or, or even like we celebrate maybe in like a worship gathering where we're like singing of the joy of God. And that's uh -huh. like a great 
great space to celebrate. But again, it's it's narrow. Like it's 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 yeah. not the only space to do that in. And there's and like think, plastic tablecloths. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's driving me crazy. <laughs> and and Jesus didn't host that. He didn't like put on a a weird kind of subcultural celebration for just certain people that you know, had versions of like what people in the culture were doing, but not like the good fun versions of it. Like he entered into the fullness of it. He really had meals with like the good food that people were eating, like in the places that people were gathering and spending time. Like it, Mm. he was fully engaged in the community and in the Mm. culture and able to say like, yeah, the presence of God is in these places and you can encounter God. You can encounter the gospel. You can even meet Jesus in these ways. And I think that's why we can talk about this really naturally is because we've experienced some of this together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I often say on this, like, as much as our worship gatherings have been formative for me, and they absolutely have and will continue to be, it has been so formative to have parties together. It's been so formative to have big meals together. It's been so formative to, to be able to encounter relationships and joy and spend that time together in just such like normal celebratory spaces. And it's again, it's not something that's very natural for me, but to be able then to enter in and take steps into that is just has yeah. really helped me, I think, experience more of God's love, more of God's goodness, to be able to even, yes, understand Jesus and what he came to do a little bit better. saying and that's so good hunter the gospel kind of gives us permission the life of jesus gives us permission to kind of set aside our guard right we kind of we touched on some ways that we can kind of have that guard Mm -hmm. to set it aside and lean into this way that we're created to be and even ought to be right for the goodness of for the good of our neighbor even for god's kingdom right we're we're invited to celebrate Mm, yeah and likewise as as we have in the ordinary guide as we have in that rhythm we're we're invited to mourn yeah yeah do you want to jump in there ruben on the mourn part? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, we are. I mean, that's like a, that was a really early on. Gabby, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but that was a really early question for us that we'd always ask one another in discipleship, which was, yeah. what are you celebrating and what are you mourning? And then it, it's, it's what helped build out the rhythms category for us in our discipleship. And yeah, that that's a... I, I think Christians live in this tension of, I mean, and, and it's called, I think I could be wrong, but I think the tension is the kingdom of God where it's like, hey, the, the, the kingdom of God has been inaugurated and it's beautiful and we're celebrating it, but it hasn't, it, it, it's not been fulfilled yeah. fully. And so wow. we're actually, we have this longing still, right? So we, right. we read like the prophets and we think like, wait, 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 hold on. When does the, when does the lion lie with the lamb or, mm-hmm. or when does, when do, when do the people come and turn their, you know, their swords into plowshares? And we mourn that that doesn't happen. The opposite is true, yeah. right? We, we mourn that there's still war. We mourn that people still die. Like we mourn that people wow. hate. We mourn racism. We, we mourn disparities between communities. Like we mourn that, that people are in conflict with one another. I mean, we, we mourn a lot of things. And, and then we mourn things individually too. And yeah. the, the, the question itself just creates space 
for I think a lived experience of the kingdom of God. Yeah. To say, I celebrate that I have this and I'm so grateful for it, but then I also mourn that I don't have this and I and I long for it. I, th- I think that as, as Christians, there has to be even a recapture and a redevelopment of space for people to be sad. You guys are so good at that. I mean, y'all have taught <laughs> me so much about that. Not not in the way that that's disparaging, but but truly in the way that's that's actually very been very fulfilling for me. So I actually mm. just want to turn it over to y'all, Gabby. I'm actually curious for you because I, I feel like I feel like you've you've taught me more language around mourning. Hunter's taught taught me more maybe experience around mourning. But I just want to turn to you and ask like. What do we need to know? Right. I mean, truly as Christians, right. disciples, missionaries of Jesus, like what do we need to know about mourning? Mm-hmm. I love that we're having this discussion and just even Ruben, what you listed right there, so many of us can resonate that those are mournful things. But if we're not intentional to really lean into that within ourselves, it can take us away from the mourning. And I think we miss reality. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think to kind of even have this discussion and cue into our internal experience, our internal worlds is key here. So it is a rhythm of how we experience life. Mm. And so honestly, I think, you know, we're created to experience sadness. Sadness mm. is something our body tells us a really important thing is happening, yeah. right? And we can cue into it and feel it and move through it. But so many of us, we've experienced sadness as helplessness. We, our body confuses oh, us. Does that make sense? We think sadness is the end of the story. We mm. think if, we're, if we let ourselves feel sad, we're on our own, things are helpless and we are in despair. Uh, right. And that's such a hard place to be. So I really want to validate that, that for a lot of us, we have had real experiences where that's been the case. Uh, right. But I think there's some reframe here where mourning is not helplessness. Mm-hmm. Right. Mourning is not despair. Right. There is some mournful and rightful sadness that we can move through because it's, you know, as I think we consider the life of Jesus and maybe Hunter, I want to ask you to expand on. But I think Jesus invites to invites us to feel sad, maybe with him or with others. Can you talk about that at all? Yeah, 100%. I mean, again, you, we're made in the image of God, and that means the, a lot of things. But I think one of the one of the key things is the experience of the same emotions that we see that God experiences. And you see even in the Old Testament, God himself lamenting and mourning over the sin, over the injustice, over the brokenness that has happened in the world. Like, God had to do something with it, and you see him mourn, you see him even lament, and there's there's an emotional reality to that. There's a language that's put to that. There's a there's there's a reality there that's happening, and then you see Jesus again fulfill that in his life. Mm. Where I mean, again, you have the, Jesus was perfect, right? He's the holy, he's perfectly holy, he's great, and yet he he weeps, he mourns, right. you know, and he mourns both over the city. Like as he sees the injustice mm-hmm. and the brokenness and the total missing of what God's kingdom was all about and the goodness of that was supposed to be for all people and equity and justice and they missed it and he's mourning that. But then he's also mourning personally for his friend, you know, and Lazarus, you know, dies. And just as one example, and he was about to raise him from the dead. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so there's almost this like, what, wait, what, why was he crying if he was about to, you know, raise, raise him from the dead? And it, it invites, I think, a deeper reflection into consider, man, if Jesus himself was able to, like you said, lean into that experience, lean into that that honest response to broken things, to mm-hmm. genuinely sad things, to right. genuinely tragic things, and allow himself to sit with that, to share that, to even share that with the people around him, to share that with the Father, mm-hmm. and then move through it. I think that's then our model and our guide too of what we of what we should do with it. That when we encounter mm-hmm. real painful things, like you were talking about, be it be it systemic, be it big things, be it real personal, be it relational, 
we have to do something with it. And Jesus gives us a, a model and a category and then even his spirit and, and the presence of God to be able to have language and even lean into that experience in order to, to move through. Wow. So I think that there's, yeah, this is something that, I mean, it's like you were saying, Gabby, I appreciate that. It's, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. It's something you kind of have to learn to do, yeah. but it's possible. And right. yeah, I, 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 to me, there's a lot of, a lot of hope in it because we, it, it gives us language and validation to a real experience. I think that, that everyone's going through again, we're everyone's mourning. Everyone encounters the brokenness of the world in, in some way or another personally around the world. And again, yeah. Jesus is not, does not say, Hey, just pretend that doesn't exist or Hey, just like say everything's okay. Even if it's not, he doesn't say like pretend or ignore it or stuff it down. Like he, he leans into it and gives us a way to do that. But then also, I think, too, he doesn't get stuck there. Right. He, he moves through it into an overall perspective and even perhaps deeper experience that one does end in joy, end mm-hmm. in flourishing, end in connection, end in hope. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Can you can you take it from there? Sure. Sure, yeah. So I actually just want to jump over to Gabby real quick here and just say, Gabby, how do we, so, so that said, hey, we see it in the Bible. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Like somebody's going to email hunter at solidrock.us and, <laughs> and say, no, this isn't biblical, but we see it, right? Mm-hmm. But now what, it, what does that mean just for us as we live, as we live communally, as we practice yeah. discipleship together? What's the freedom that right. we have then? That's so good. And that's, that's kind of the summary reframe, right? It's like, there's this, you know, we validate and recognize that people have had experiences where just your sadness has led you to like loneliness and despair, right? Mm. It's like, we totally validate that. And I think even Jesus sees that and reframes that in a way, you know, you know before this, Ruben, you mentioned the Beatitudes when Jesus mm. is like, blessed are the poor in spirit, yeah. right? There's is the kingdom of heaven. Is that actually, is that it all the way up? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you're <laughs> good, good. Yeah. For those who don't have that memorized, I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> Right. But it is, it is exactly that, right? There is a reframe of like, Hey, you've created to feel sad. And even within that sadness, consider the family that you have, right? Just totally that permission. So I think we're going to say something. Okay. Yeah. So I think as I jump into that and maybe even I guess stay with that thought, it is you are invited to lean into relationships and maybe even Jesus invites you to consider that reframe, right? That there's a way to feel sad in relationship with him, with others. That is, you know, distinctly different than that trauma you've experienced. So so we've almost got like two shoestrings here and, we, and we've got to tie a nice bow because these things to me, I, I think, go together. And, and for the longest time, again, we'd start all of our meetings by saying, hey, what's one thing you're celebrating and one thing you're mourning? How do we do this practically with, with people? So... My, my category would be how do we do this with with maybe friends that we're really close to and maybe how do we do this with acquaintances or even I don't know maybe we could even say how do we do this with strangers I, I don't know if that's well, a thing or not but but like just how do we how do we enter into these spaces and practice this as a means of discipleship because remember we would say ordinarily fo- or, discipleship is ordinarily following Jesus to become like Jesus. So it, to me, it's not enough just that we celebrate and it's not enough just that we mm. mourn, but we do them to a formation into the image of Jesus. So so like, I don't know, how do we, what are just some ways that we do that? I mean, what are what are some fun things that we can practice? And just, just real base level application here. What's maybe even a step somebody can take that, that's listening to this podcast to enter into spaces of celebrating and mourning as rhythmically becoming like Jesus? Gabby. That's so I'll go cool. to you first. Yeah. Maybe just leaning into the celebrating one. 
I think it'd be awesome if we can, you know, invite people to consider a neighbor, a good friend, anybody, right? Anyone who's in your proximity in your life that you can invite to, hey, let me let me go buy you coffee and let's celebrate mm-hmm. this thing that happened at work for you. Or, hey, you know, we've yeah. had such fun time lately. Let's go to the park together. Or, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. celebrate the nice weather. Let's get outside and let's invite some friends to come out. Just something maybe simple like that. That's a step of initiative towards somebody to just celebrate something with them. Good. I don't know, some general thoughts there. That's great. I mean, what comes to mind even as you're saying that is uh, I, the the writing a card goes yeah. such a long way. Writing a card goes such a long way these days, you know, or or even just the ability that we have to, you know, even uh, plan a plan a birthday party for somebody that yeah, maybe we, we haven't historically been able to do that for or or maybe even I'm hearing you say, Gabby, even just just small, small little gifts, small little steps towards somebody. I, I'm totally there. I think that's so valuable. Right. Yeah. That difference between extravagance versus something that can be simple and yes. a next step that feels really doable, but makes a huge difference. Okay. So that's one of our paradigm shifts, right? Which is which is like right. extraordinary versus ordinary, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, yeah. or exceptional or something like that yeah, versus 100%. ordinary. 100%. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a super point. Hunter, how about you, man? What's something practical we can do as we try to live rhythmically, become like Jesus and celebrating a morning? Yeah, I think being present in the natural spaces of celebrating a morning. So you mentioned birthday parties, holidays, mm-hmm. uh, weekends, uh, promotions, like the things that do happen, like make moments of them, you know, make yeah, make, make moments good. of them to celebrate. That's good. And I would also say with morning, be together too. So I would say, hey, if there's loss, if there's somebody lost a, a job or lost a loved one or mm. lost something or somebody went through something really hard or, mm-hmm. you know, they just got, somebody was really mean to them. You know, like if, if you're aware of somebody who's going through a moment of loss or grief, like yeah. leaning into the relationship, leaning into being with that person in those ordinary spaces goes, goes such a long way. And mm-hmm. I think the key in, in both of these is you're just, you're being present in it. You're being present just to celebrate. There's not like another agenda, yeah. like in the celebrating, like you're just together celebrating or if you're mourning, like you're just together mourning. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to like fix or solve or have another agenda in either of those right. spaces. You can that's just good. be together and like share in that. And, and th- to me, th- that's available to all of us because again, this this definition of discipleship meets us in the real experiences that we have. You don't have to like necessarily way seek these out yeah. and, and create something. It, it can just be reframing the normal wins and losses as opportunities to share with people in our lives. That's okay. good. That's good. So so just real practically, I'm hearing us say, hey, we want to be able to do these things with people. We have to be creative about it. We have to write cards to one another. We could say, hey, we want to celebrate the weather and go on walks. We want to create normal spaces that don't lead to like intentional uh, moments of, of uh, even, I, I kind of feel like what I'm hearing you say, Hunter, is these aren't, these aren't intentional moments for you to try to solve a problem. Yeah. Just, just be present wow. there. I, I, I will say that, yeah, it's, you've, the, the more that we can do these things, I feel like the more we can then become better friends with one another. Yeah. So, so the more we live in these ups and down spaces that really seem to define one another, we, we could do it. So, like I know, I know for us, for Alexis and I, we try to become friends with people, and and yeah, we'll we'll think about them and and maybe try to celebrate their their little milestones and their big yeah. milestones or 
you know, we'll think about them. Even we have some friends recently who, who are going through like loss of family members and, and we'll try to be mm-hmm. real present there and go above and beyond and send flowers or send a meal yeah. or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or, or even friends who, who haven't, who've had babies and just our ability to start a meal train for them. I know we do that all the time at Solid Rock and just those ways that we, that we really want to celebrate people. But sometimes it's as easy, I think, as just sending a text message. Mm. Wow. Like sometimes it's just an acknowledgement. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that we go way above and beyond. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, hey man, I'm thinking about you. I know that was hard. Just want you to know I'm here for you if you want to talk. Yeah. Right. Or even like, hey, I just heard the news. I'm so excited for you. Really excited to see you next time and ask more questions about that. Yeah. Yeah. And just the just even something as simple as that oh, yeah. can go so far. Irregardless, we're just hearing, hopefully people are hearing us say, we got to live in these spaces. It's really right. freeing. And even I'm hearing us say, it's really redemptive. 100%. Okay, I, I, I kind of like took over host there just because I wanted to yeah. ask you guys That's questions okay. about this because y'all are so good at it. Mm-hmm. Gabby, I'll turn it back over to you. Totally. <laughs> I appreciate everything you're saying. I think it's a great way to end here and just a good reminder. There's an invitation to do that. And there's an invitation to even be specific. You can mm. specifically pursue that celebration and likewise that morning, right? Because it's a human experience that we're all seeing that's a part of our ordinary lives as we're following Jesus to become like him. Yeah. So I think that's a great way to kind of conclude and a really natural invitation for Super. y'all to consider a way to celebrate with your friends and your neighbors and likewise a way to mourn with them. That's 100%. Awesome. Yeah, just take one step. I love that you always say that, like go at your pace and take that next step. <laughs> I'm just taking over conclusion. I like it. <laughs> But yeah, thank you everybody today for joining us. Thank you for bearing with the airplanes. It's crazy. I'm sitting here going to us. This is so normal because we live next to this tiny little airport. But for those who heard it, you know, this is a step into our ordinary <laughs> lives. So thanks for joining us. That's but yeah, good. thank you for being here for this discussion today. And like Hunter said, we hope that as you listened, it gave you permission to go at your own pace and follow Jesus. And so if you haven't already, you can subscribe to this podcast and you can likewise follow us on Instagram at the ordinary underscore guide. And then um, we hope to see you next week for our next interview. We'll see you then.